Hey everyone, this is Achuta Bhava from Nightlight Astrology, and today we are going to continue our series on the Tao Te Ching for astrologers by looking at verses 33 and 34 of the Tao Te Ching. Um, this is not something that you need to have been following in order to get something out of. Uh, you can jump in on any of the episodes because every one of the verses of the Tao Te Ching is really standalone, packed full of wisdom that is useful, even if you haven't read all of the preceding verses. What we're doing is we're reading these verses, reflecting on them in light of our interest in astrology. So people who watch this channel regularly are coming here for astrology, but we have to pause at least once a week. That's my philosophy to say, why are we doing this? And by reminding ourselves of that, I think the astrology has a way of sinking into our bones and um, speaking to us in uh, a more spiritual way. So uh, that's what we're going to do today. But before I get into it, don't forget to like and subscribe, share your comments and click on the notification bell for updates. All of that stuff helps the algorithm find uh, find the channel and share it with other people. So really appreciate when you guys do that. You can always find a transcript of my daily talk on the website as well, nightlightastrology.com. I am also uh, really happy to be promoting um, new courses. I have a pre-registration sale going on right now for two new courses that begin in the new year. Um, so I'm going to take you over to the website and show you those real quick. So the first class is called Roots and Spheres, and it is a course that my wife Ashley and I are teaching. If you go to the nightlightastrology.com website and click on the Courses tab, scroll down, you'll see Roots and Spheres. When you click on that, you're going to be taken to the course page where you can learn all about the program. Um, and uh, if you have any questions after you read it over either of the courses, you can always email us, info at nightlightastrology.com. But the course, the gist of the course is that over the... Um, over the course of 2023, Ashley and I will be hosting new and full moon circles where we will be breaking down the astrology of the new and full moons and the entire the astrology of the entire lunar cycle from new to full and full back to new, um, giving some advice for how to handle the energies, um, some different transformational exercises that we have created for each lunar cycle. And then we're also going to be working with 12 different plant diets uh, for each month really easily, you know, easy, accessible, safe herbs that anyone can take. That's optional, but um, my wife has a lot of knowledge about herbal medicine and the crossover between herbs and astrology is really at the heart of this program. So check it out. Uh, at the bottom of the page, you can learn. Uh, there's an FAQ section and um, we have an early bird payment going on right now. And this pre-registration sale lasts until September 12th. Uh, there's also tuition assistance in case you need it. Uh, the course Actually, um, it, it actually uh, begins on January 19th, 2023. So that's Roots and Spheres. The other class that's starting is a master class series. This is going to meet once per quarter. It is four different topics on the year, four classes per each topic. This is ideal for students of astrology who are looking to take their practice to um, another level, deeper level. And uh, we're looking at the mysteries of the moon cycle in the winter se season for four classes Morning Star, Evening Star, the Cycles of Mercury and Venus in the Spring, Zen and the Art of Zodiacal Releasing, uh, which is a timing technique from ancient astrology, We're looking at that during the summer of 2023, and then Unlocking Temperament and Personality in the Birth Chart, which will be um, a deep dive into the Four Temperament Theory of Ancient Astrologers, uh, and that's in the fall of 2023. So you can sign up for one of those classes, or you could pick a few of them or sign up for all of them. It's cheapest if you sign up for all of them. And you can, you can see the variety of payment options that we have here. This is another sale that only lasts until September 12th. So 
just be sure that you take advantage of the pre-registration sale, which uh, is going on right now. So I'll be promoting that over the next couple of weeks. So uh, Ashley will be coming on and you'll be able to learn more about it from her as well. All right. Well, that being said, I am excited to dive into today's verses and I'm going to put them up on the screen so that you can read along uh, if you'd like to. All right. Let's go full screen. Here we go. So this is verse 33 and 4 of the Tao Te Ching. I'm going to read each verse and then uh, I'll read them through again. And after the second time, I will pause to offer some reflections in light of our daily study and practice of astrology. So verse 33 reads, one who knows others is intelligent. One who knows himself is enlightened. One who conquers others is strong. One who conquers himself is all powerful. One who approaches life with force surely gets something. One who remains content where he is surely gets everything. One who gives himself to his position surely lives long. One who gives himself to Tao surely lives forever. Verse 34, the great Tao flows everywhere. It fills everything to the left and to the right. All things owe their existence to it, and it cannot deny any one of them. Tao is eternal, does not favor one over the other. It brings all things to completion without their even knowing it. Tao nourishes and protects all creatures, yet does not claim lordship over them. So we class it with the most humble. Tao is the home to which all things return, yet it wants nothing in return. <clears throat> so we call it the greatest. The sage is the same way. He does not claim greatness over anything. He's not even aware of his own greatness. Tell me what could be greater than this. Let's go back and we'll reread 33 and then we'll offer some reflections. One who knows others is intelligent. One who knows himself is enlightened. One who conquers others is strong. One who conquers himself is all-powerful. One who approaches life with force surely gets something. One who remains content where he is surely gets everything. One who gives himself to his position surely lives long. One who gives himself to Tao surely lives forever. A beautiful verse, and I think there's a few direct parallels to our study of astrology that come to my mind right away. Um, one is that the study of astrology, if you read some of the earliest source texts, and I'm thinking now of some of the uh, earliest Hellenistic authors, Firmicus Maternus, Vettius Valens, and others. One of the things that uh, you hear, and I believe it was Valens, I might be messing this up, it's either, it was either Firmicus Maternus or Valens said that um, when, when we have studied this art to the point where the soul is confident, then we'll be able to withstand the fluctuations of the world uh, because we've learned to take joy or delight in the soul. Now, that's not an easy task, and I don't pretend to, you know, be there myself. But that is the goal and aim of my own yogic practice and the foundational belief of my astrology practice, which is that um, when we study astrology um, every day, uh, we, we have a choice. We can live in the world, and we can use astrology as we live in the world to measure ourselves in comparison to other people to measure ourselves uh, according to 
what the world defines as great or valuable or how happiness is defined by others or the world. And by others, I don't mean others that we love or who we're close to. I mean just the, the general sense of social convention. What I have found in my life is that the time that I have invested into my own heart and soul, whether that's playing my guitar or studying sacred texts or meditating or learning about things that really interest me or spending time with people that I really love uh, without any goal orientation, um, that the more that I come to know myself and understand myself um, and I find this, this great treasure within my own heart and soul, the, the more I, I realize that, you know, th this is the real goal of life. Um, you, we have to be in the world, of course, and every day there's, you know, there's, there's an, a, a social awareness that we all have to carry. But what I love about this verse is it starts off by saying, you can be, you can become very intelligent by understanding uh, the, 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 the socially uh, contingent reality. And that, but that reality is temporal society and uh, cultures and um, civilizations come and go like the rising and the setting of the sun. Rome came and went. And so too will even this planet eventually, this planet and the star that is at the center of our solar system will burn out. So that's, that's not to say that nothing of this world is important or valuable or beautiful, but it is to say that the thing that doesn't die is the soul. And the aim or goal to understand ourselves, to know thyself, is at the heart of why we're doing astrology. If we're only doing astrology to double down on our investment in the uh, transient events of the world, we're not really doing what astrology is designed for. One who conquers others is strong. One who conquers himself is all-powerful. You know, this world is, if you understand what people want and expect, and if you understand how to be better or stronger or faster or more accomplished than other people, you can feel intelligent and strong in the world. But if you learn to overcome your own shadows, your own limitations, your own fears, uh, that's when you have a strength, a sense of strength that is of deep value to your soul. You feel strong inside. And that kind of strength is the kind that gives us real happiness because it's not dependent upon beating other people or being better than other people. One who approaches life with force, you can get something, but if you remain content with where you are, then you get everything. It's a simple truth that has been spoken in so many different traditions and many people will criticize. They'll say, oh yeah, you know, this is just a philosophy that's encouraging you to continue participating in disempowerment, you know, this kind of thing. Well, you know, if you practice contentment, my experience is that those voices are just more noise and that uh, contentment is not a practice that has anything to do with denying, negating, ignoring other people or the world. It has to do with um, the expectations that we have uh, being released in favor of a, a, a peacefulness and a curiosity and a presence that is like an overflowing fountain. It's always nourishing us if we learn how to stay near to it. And it's easy to drift away from it.
One who gives himself to his position surely lives long. One who gives himself to Tao surely lives forever. Oh, you know, you can live a long life if you really dedicate yourself to, you know, your, your role or your position in life and you try to do it well. You can get something out of that. But in this verse, one who gives himself to Tao surely lives forever because the Tao is the way of life of which the soul is a part that extends beyond the temporary positions of any given lifetime or incarnation. So simple truths, but this is what astrology is all about. We're studying the karma of the soul so that we can live a soulful life uh, while also walking through the fate, destiny, or karma of that lifetime. And astrology is there to give us that perspective, to keep that perspective awake within us. Verse 34, the great Tao flows everywhere. It fills everything to the left and to the right. All things owe their existence to it, and it cannot deny any one of them. Tao is eternal. It does not favor one over the other. It brings all things to completion without their even knowing it. Tao nourishes and protects all creatures, yet does not claim lordship over them. So we class it with the most humble. Tao is the home to which all things return. Yet it wants nothing in return, so we call it the greatest. The sage is the same way. He does not claim greatness over anything. He's not even aware of his own greatness. Tell me what could be greater than this. A lot of things I like about this verse that I'll also apply to um, us as astrologers, I think. First of all, it's important to realize that astrology is teaching us how to go, um, how, how to see the eternal within the temporary. Um, so life is filled with all sorts of moral adventures uh, where the fight between good and bad or the heroic need to overcome darkness in favor of light is a real part of the journey. But this verse reminds us that, that the universe doesn't exclude dark. It includes it. And it fills everything to the left and to the right. And you see this, um, you know, in so many different places in the world, one party rises to power, and then it loses power, and the other party rises to power, and, the, and then it loses power. And you see uh, the alternation of light and dark in the 24-hour day. You see good things happening and bad things happening, seasons of plenty and seasons of scarcity. You see winter and you see summer. And astrology is teaching us how to have an appreciation for the fact that e eternity includes everything in its scope and love and soulfulness accepts that reality, stays curious, stays close to that reality and is very cautious not to get too wrapped up in attachments to any one dimension of this great, um, this great energy that's moving through all different dimensions of experience. That's not to say, again, people hear that and they think, oh, that means that you can't, uh, that you, you can't have a moral opinion about things or that you can't be in the world doing, you know, being involved, like you have to go off to a cave and somehow just stay neutral. No, neutrality is a way of life that can happen even in the midst of all of the ups and downs. It is possible. 
Tao is eternal. It doesn't favor one over the other. It brings all things to completion without their even knowing it, the good and the bad, the up and the down. Tao nourishes and protects all creatures, yet does not claim lordship over them, so we class it with the most humble. Imagine something that's in control of everything, nourishing, protecting everything, and yet it does not claim any kind of ownership. That's definition of humble. Tao is the home to which all things return, yet it wants nothing in return, so we call it the greatest. So it's not that Tao is greater than you or greater than me. It's that because Tao is the home to which all things return, because it is the source of all things, yet it demands nothing, asks for nothing, wants for nothing. We say that that is great. Not great as in better than you or better than me. We just say that's amazing. And so one of the reasons that I like this so much is because when I look at the karma day to day that the astrology presents to us, I see things going up and down. I see good transits and I see bad transits. I see the challenging transits and I see the ones that are, you know, relatively more exciting. And I see um, the spectrum of different possibilities represented by each archetypal combination of the planets. When you see that and you you just you live it and you see it in other people, you see like the, the grab stories that we share you know, all across the board, all the different kinds of things that people experience. And you see that there's this there's this unifying um, field that we're all in and a part of. And this field allows for everything, takes care of everything, provides us with choices responds very intelligently to those choices, guides us along, doesn't demand anything, keeps it open. The center is always open and free. That's great. That's beautiful. And if astrology isn't helping us see that and bring that same beautiful center or see it or recognize it in our own hearts, then it's not really working. So this is why every week I tell people all the time and every week I have at least one episode where I say, why are we doing this? And make sure that you pair astrology with a spiritual practice. Every day, spend a little time with your soul. Spend a little time with the soul of your soul, your divine source, however that looks for you. And just be there with it. See what comes out. See what speaks. See how it changes your perception. See how it gives you insight or advice. And for all of us who study this, there's a good chance that at least for some people in our lives, we may be a source of wisdom or inspiration. A lot of the time, if you're into astrology, there's a good chance that some people in your life aren't or don't have any kind of spiritual practice or interest. Remember that people who are really wise, they don't really claim to be wise. They don't claim that they have any great or special knowledge. Um, and, and that's a key part of why people end up taking interest and why people end up getting involved or interested in spiritual things themselves. They see this is making a meaningful difference and this person is kind, loving, sweet, patient, funny, uh, curious, and uh, I'm attracted to that. What are they doing? Oh, they're doing astrology. Oh, they study the Tao Te Ching. Oh, they study yoga. They study Buddhism, whatever it is, and um, they seem happy, and they're not pushing it on anyone. Boy, I'm attracted to that. So just kind of last last piece of advice that I like about this is that, you know, we... Um, 
know, there's a lot of people who like, you get really excited when you get bit by the astrological bug and then you want to go share it with everyone. And I, I'm, I do too, you know, but I've learned over the years that uh, if you just live it and share it with people who ask or are interested or share your affinity, um, you'll be a lot more successful uh, than if you go into evangelist mode about astrology. All right. Well, anyway, that's what I've got for today. Um, I hope that this was helpful for all of you, and I hope that uh, you'll you'll uh, take up reading the I Ching or the Tao Te Ching. I Ching is great too. Tao Te Ching. This the book that I use is the Tartar Cornerstone Edition, translated by Jonathan Starr. Uh, so check that out if you haven't already. Don't forget to like and subscribe, share your comments, click the notification bell for updates, and don't forget pre-registration sale for my new classes. Uh, last until September 12th, the Masterclass Series for 2023 is available to sign up for. Roots and Spheres class, the Planet and Plant Moon Circles we're conducting, begins in January. Those sales last until September 12th. You can go to the website to learn more at nightlightastrology.com. All right, that's what I've got. Take it easy, everyone. Bye.